Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bulls Nation? And welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Yeah. I'm Peck. Big Dave is here. Yeah. Joey, our producer, and joining us in studio. We are oh. so thrilled to have her here. Oh. Orland Park native. Oh. DePaul basketball Talk. star. Preach it. Autographed the DePaul shirt on the set. <laughs> uh, Chicago sports fans know her from her wonderful and long-term work at CSN Chicago, Comcast yes. Sportsnet, yes. but they called it back in the day. Yes. Now, contributor at Sirius XM NBA, mm-hmm. uh, Yes Network, yes. doing uh, color commentary for the Brooklyn Nets, who we're going to talk about. Yep. Soap opera offseason for them. Mm-hmm. The one, the only, Sarah Kustak. Sarah. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're right here. This is amazing. Welcome. You know, the last time I, you are high class. Oh this well, we're. I've been called many things. We're. I, I would say somewhere between one. middle and upper middle class. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Also, yeah. let me wear a hat and sneakers, oh. which I appreciate. Every episode, oh, yeah. every day. I would. I really wouldn't have took this job if they wouldn't let me wear a hat. It's true. Really my first question. You got some sweetness. Some come sweetness on, on come you. on! Man. I saw my shoes matching the TLC shirt. Fire. Can we get on the TLC? Fire. We're doing it right today. So the last time we saw you in person and chatted basketball with you in person was All Star Weekend, yes, yeah. 2020. Yeah. About a week and a half before the world shut down, Crazy. we were doing a live show at what was it? Was it Highline or River North? Yes, I want to say it was Highline. Yeah. And yeah. you pop by, generous to give us some of your time. I'm, I'm sure it was a crazy busy All Star Weekend for everybody. It was. And then, poof, two years went by, mm-hmm. and here you are back in Chicago. Like no time has passed. Exactly, like except it felt like a or, decade. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or a lifetime, one of the two. So how you been? I'm, I, hey, I'm here with you. Yeah. I'm back in Chicago for a quick second. Mm-hmm. Don't... I, I'm waiting for my phone once this comes out to blow up that I didn't hit up all the people that I should have seen. Are we about to get you in trouble? Yeah, you I are. didn't know you were in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, you are. I appreciate you. You too, I would be here. But no, everything's amazing. It's, yeah, I appreciate it's you August. putting that on the Yeah. Line. Yes. Summertime's almost Getting closer. Close. Mm-hmm. NBA training camp right around the corner. Right there. And because Woj knew you were coming to hang out with us today, mm. he oh, gave us a Woj mm. bomb like 20 minutes ago. Kaboom. So we want to get your thoughts on what happened in Brooklyn this offseason. And yeah. of course, we'll talk to you about your thoughts on the Bulls, but let's just start with this. One of the Bulls division rivals, the Cleveland Cavaliers, are now the new team for one Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. How many people in New York are going to be real cranky about that? <laughs> Everyone <laughs> thought he was going to the Knicks, yeah. I, and instead yeah. he goes to Cleveland. What, what's your immediate reaction to this trade? My immediate reaction is Cleveland is a team to watch out for if yeah. they weren't already. I mean, you saw what they did last year, um, the growth of so many individuals, obviously the start they had to the season. They had some injuries that they dealt with towards the end. Uh, gave up a good a, a good chunk of both players, picks, yeah. swaps, as you see. But to think about Darius Garland alongside Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, yeah. Evan Mobley. I mean, that's a they're, squad. They're, they're a crew. Yeah. And, and I think too, just the, the the chemistry, the confidence, the growth you saw in that young group from last year, 
and just how things finished out with the season. I, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch him. Jared Allen, of course, I have oh, a special yes. place in my heart. Yes. Mm. Him, I can't believe the Nets let him go. Brooklyn yeah. And just the growth you saw, one of the best human beings. And so I've, I've always kind of had my eye, a little, little extra on what the Cavaliers were doing. But, yeah, this is – this is, this is going to be something to see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting watching him in the East and just how he develops and grows even more. You know what I mean? Because now he's going from one good team to another good team. And this one is actually younger and hungrier, I think. So yeah. now having Mobley there as well. I also, Coro. yeah, and I think just, oh, Corey, you bring up, like, the, the defensive presence of so many of those individuals, the rim protection they had with a Jared Allen, with mm-hmm. an Evan Mobley. You bring up a Coro yeah. um, playing alongside, as I mentioned, Garland, and just how they could play, play off one another, the ability to play on the ball, off the ball. There's so many aspects of his game. And I think you look at some of the gaps to fill, some of the strengths he brings, yeah. that it, it's, it's going to be a really, really nice Nice fit. Yeah. And now, I mean, everybody, of course, this summer was thinking, wow, what an aggressive move the Hawks made and, you know, gave up all of that capital to bring in DeJounte Murray to pair with Trey Young. It was like, oh, man, this is the new hot backcourt in the East. And I was like, well, hold on. Now we got Mitchell paired with Darius Garland, who's coming off a great season. It's like, where is there a bad backcourt in this echelon of teams in the Eastern Conference? Well, and that's where I think you look at this trade, you look at what was given up in terms of picks and in terms of the future, but I think overall what you're starting to see across the board, especially in the Eastern Conference, I think a lot of teams feel like, hey, we we can put ourselves in contention given you got Milwaukee, you got Boston, I'll put Brooklyn in there, what Philadelphia has done this summer and this offseason, how they may come back and look. Uh, but there's a variety of teams, I think, Cleveland being one of them, that says we, we got a shot to make a run. There's, there's, no, there's no team that is such a front runner that now may not be the time. And I think we've seen whether it's players wanting trades, the movement that happens so often, you think you have this window. You think you have, you know, we're going to look at things in the long term. And, and you got players, you got talent, you yes. got potential, you got a group that can, can run with one another. I think yeah. sometimes you just got to go for it, and it looks like that's what the Cavaliers have done. What t- I'm, I'm curious now, though, uh, about what team is out of there. Because I think the, in, in our heads, the four were set. Um, as far as uh, uh, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, uh, and Miami and teams like that. You could throw Brooklyn in there for sure. And the other teams were basically Toronto, the Bulls, and Cleveland. So now with this move, who do you think they're kind of leapfrogging and who, who might be the odd team out here? It's, a, it's tough to say. I don't even know who being out. And I will say uh, that I apologize I didn't bring up the Bulls earlier. Because oh, no, I'm, no, I'm excited. We got I'm, plenty of time to get I, you down. Don't worry. I'm excited about what <laughs> Chicago has done. But I, I think so much is – and you mentioned Atlanta earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, I think too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the easy cop-out for me to give you this answer. But I think so much is predicated on health. Mm. on how teams come together. I think when you have new pieces and new parts, how guys are able to gel the acclimation process. I think that's why when you look at what Milwaukee has been and what they were last season, Chris Middleton obviously getting injured during the playoffs, where Boston got so much to me is the continuity and the understanding Mm -hmm. of what you're trying to do. And, of course, Ime Udoka did an incredible job his first year, the system he was implementing. But a lot of those core players had been there, had been used to one another. 
And so that's why I think when you look at some of these teams and where things sit in the East, how quickly can you start to come together and, and what that looks like in the course of a season, which is a long season with health. And I think yeah. the last couple of years, as we all know, with COVID and the pandemic and everything, right. things have been wacky. And a lot of teams, yeah. you know, have been missing players at different stretches. And so I, I'm really, I'm always excited about every season, but this to me yeah. feels like, okay, we're we're back in it. This is, this is the real deal of right. teams having a runway, having some time having an off season and being able to have that preparation okay well so speaking of trying to figure out where the you know power structures are in the eastern conference let's talk about the team that you've spent the last few seasons covering the brooklyn nets what what the hell like they're they're out doing days of our lives this summer with all of the drama going on and then after all of the drama Kyrie exploring the market before picking up the option kevin durant hours before free agency window opens demanding a trade an ultimatum, Marks and Nash go or I go, and here we are, and it's like, well, actually this trio of stars and Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons are all theoretically going to suit up and play. What what was that thought process like for people like you who have been covering that team all they off were season? For, they were thinking about people like you. How many how many days a week do you do the show? Oh, we, so we, we do the show five days a week in the off and season. So, and normally you sometimes there's stretches, the dog days of the summer. You don't yes. have a lot to talk about, right? Oh, true. We've talked so, plenty about the Brooklyn Nets. Were you ever were you like, oh my god, thank you, thank you, Kev, for giving us some stuff. To, it was giving us a little something to talk about. Some people, Pat Bev, didn't appreciate <laughs> the Kevin Durant domino waiting to fall, but understood. Right? No, in in all sincerity, Mm -hmm. um, it it was an interesting summer. And Mm -hmm. I would say taking that back to an interesting last year and the last two, three years, um, to me, what is it, with dog years? Yeah, seven. seven. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like I've (laughs) (laughs) been 21 seasons. Because you think about the different iterations of this group, uh, the way the roster looked, even going back to, you know, imagining James Harden. On right. this team, which wasn't that long ago, but seems um, like a lifetime ago, yeah. and there were such high expectations at so many points. And I think the tough part about it that it was always it was always this theoretical idea because we saw them on the floor together for such a small amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what I will say, despite the um, the many stages of the summer, the many changes that maybe were anticipated yeah. and now to this point do not seem like it, the roster as that sits now. I'm so excited about yeah. because when you look at a healthy Joe Harris, which I think was often overlooked last year of how functional he was, right. the way that offense Lethal operated. Lethal three-point shooter. Yeah, just, and he got hurt so early in the season that you kind of stopped talking about it, and he was so important. But with him, with Seth Curry, with what Ben, you know, Ben Simmons, by all accounts, and he's looked great, but coming back from a major back surgery. So mm-hmm. what he looks like, how he fits in in the construct of this team, and then, of course, Kevin and Kyrie. Um, but availability is is always something, and the depth of the group and how that continues to fill out. T.J. Warren coming in, what he looks like. Um, there are a lot of question marks for this group, but I think in the same notion, and you could even put, you know, Steve Nash in, in this coaching. Th- uh, I think there's a lot of guys with reason for motivation. I think there's a lot of guys with chips on their shoulder. I think um, when they come together, I'm really excited to sit there during the preseason, I sit there during training camp and see how it looks uh, because I think they, they have the potential. And you look at it on paper, but I, you look at things a lot on paper, and it doesn't actually come to fruition on right. the floor, and that's where I'm excited to see how that all all looks yeah i mean katie Kyrie, and harden on paper looks great yeah and it was like what 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 do they play 
19 games together. Yeah, and, and, but, but they were they were ridiculous. I mean, they yeah. were killers. In those games when all those, three played, they such were a, and very And that's why I mean, it's one of those things good. where are you going to be able to get those guys or who, whoever it is? And I, I would turn this to a lot of different teams. How much of these players, how much of these lineups are you going to get on the floor for right. the duration of the season? And then when it matters most, you're looking at – we're already talking about the postseason next yeah. year. I mean, man, we're just we're – <laughs> We're moving on. Fast forward. We're going forward. And, and that's what's so interesting about this is – about the big three that you all have now. Because even with Harden there, we had seen KD and Harden play together. So we knew success could be there. We knew Kyrie and KD. We had seen success there. Ben Simmons is a whole new kind of wild card here for me because those guys, we have never seen them play together. We had to wait until Ben Simmons was actually ready physically and mentally to play basketball. And we know what he could bring to the floor. I mean, he's an all-NBA guy. He's an all-star, great defender, all those things. What do you think – what are you expecting uh, from Ben Simmons when you're watching him, let's say, just in the preseason? I I think the thing to remember about Ben and his game and how it could fit with this look – if he is, he was a you know an all star. He was an all defensive player. He yeah. was he in in hopefully still is. I mean, he hasn't played in about fifteen, or it will be fifteen or sixteen months. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he can do in terms of advancing the ball, his passing ability, uh, pushing the pace, and then that defensive side of things, where the Nets have mm-hmm. absolutely needed uh, to fit that alongside Kevin Durant, who could score against anyone. Kyrie Irving, who could create against anyone. You got three-point set-up Seth and, and Joe yeah. in some corners. And yeah. That allows Ben to be the best version of himself doing mm-hmm. what he can do in less emphasis, less scrutiny on the, shoot, the sh- shooting and what does the jump shot look like and how is he... That, to me, is where I think ideally the fit could be great with yeah. this group because it's not so much about shooters that you need. It's not so much about creators and scorers, um, but he can facilitate. He can pass. He can do all those things, bring in the size, and, and more of what they need is that ability to be able to have that versatility, switchability on the defensive end. And, and so that, to me, is going to be how he looks now and how right. you know that will translate into game action again. Uh, I think it is what makes everyone really excited about the potential of this look. But right. again, there, there's, there's the talk of a Potential, and then there's the the actual actualization Execution. of it happening right. on the yeah. floor. And that's what I liked about this big three now. As And I'm not saying I didn't like the other one because, I mean, God, you got two MVPs on there. Uh, but this one I think I, call, I kept saying is like two out of three. So either you on the offensive side, you know, if Ben Simmons, like you said, is struggling, can't shoot, I still got Kyrie, still got Durant. On the defensive side, we know Kyrie is not a defensive dynamo, but now I got Ben Simmons and I got Kevin Durant. So now you got two out of three on both ends of the floor. I also think, too, just the idea of we probably have all been there in life, change of pace, change of scenery, change mm-hmm. of environment um, with all of that and not to um, not to deep dive too, but, but I think Brooklyn has recognized that. They've embraced him and they understand of trying to put him in the best position physically, mentally, all of those things, and he seems to be in such a great place. Um, and so happy in the circumstance, in the situation that, you know, to me, that that additionally is something that sometimes, yeah, it's about how, how you are health wise, your physical nature, how you fit in in the context of a roster, um, but also just being in a place where you feel that confidence, you feel that comfort. And, and that fit to me is just as important yeah. as how it looks with your skill set. Right. Sure. And, and it's interesting to me, and I want your perspective on this, that 
everybody's talking about, well, what kind of headspace is Kyrie going to be in on any given day or when training camp rolls around? And is Ben Simmons mentally ready to play yet? Not to mention the back. Um, Kevin Durant still to me is the biggest, most important piece. He is the best player of the trio. Him buying in could create the domo domino effect of everyone else buying in. It's him who demanded a trade. And it's he who said, get rid of your GM and get rid of this coach or trade me. And then whatever it was a week or two weeks ago, we get this report that, okay, well, Kevin Durant and his people sat down with the Nets and we all got on the same happy page and we're moving forward and we're not trading KD and everybody's rebought in. What do you think happened and what changed? And also what changed from when theoretically, according to several reports and sources, Kevin Durant and Steve Nash, when he was consulting for the Warriors, became very close and, you know, friends and, and confidants and what led KD to no longer believe in Steve Nash? And then how did he re-re-believe in Steve Nash a few months later? Or was it just, we can't find a trade that makes sense. Sorry, KD. We're going to spin this as positively as we can, but we're just going to not trade you because we want to trade you four years under contract. I know you all make me feel like a really popular person when I come here. If I had that answer, I, 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 I would be the most popular person in, in the land of the NBA. I, 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 you have more net sources than I we say, do. I, you, know, I, you know, I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, I don't know. And, and I don't. I don't know. I mean, the fact that none of us really know, and even in whatever reports and all this, no one ever really officially knew that. I don't know what conversations were had with um, with that final meeting and where that came. But what I will say is, to me, the fact that Joe Sy, Clara Sy, Sean Marks, Steve Dash, Rich Kleiman. Uh, Kevin Durant's uh, business partner and, and kept were all there in the same room. So it wasn't a circumstance that um, Kevin was just there with, with the size or mm -hmm. it was, everyone was together. So the resolution that they came up with, and to me, the statement that came out of that, that it wasn't just, because it could go a variety of ways and it could have, it still could. Um, but it was about the long-term view and the championship goals and building something in Brooklyn, as opposed to, because in, in many circumstances, it could be, we, you know, Kevin is still seeking a trade, but for now we haven't found a viable partner, so mm -hmm. he's going to return to training camp. And um, I, I am not sure what I will say from my observations, from being a practice, from watching that relationship you spoke about of, of him and Steve Nash mm -hmm. going back to the Warriors days and the interactions between that two. To me, that that still existed. And so um, for whatever you know pressure that that put on the circumstance, if it did it at all, uh, it I, I don't know if it's fully resolved. I'm, I'm curious to see what that's like. What I do know is we're around the NBA a lot. You all are. These players, Steve Nash has seen it all as a Hall of Fame player. Um, I, I think everyone is used to a, a sense of turmoil at times. Mm -hmm. You know, the, there are situations that occur. It's sometimes you go through this and you feel like you've seen and you heard everything. And it's just sure. a part of it's part of the league. It's a part of the business. It's a part of interactions. It's a part of being around uh, individuals for a long time. It's a part of competitiveness and how you're viewing the game. And so... I'm not sure. I'm not sure what changed. I'm not sure what happened. But I do know that the fact that it seemed as though the options for a trade of Kevin Durant were, minimal. were, were not what you would trade for a a player of his caliber. Yeah. Right. And he's a businessman himself. Right. right. So when I'm you look sure at, at some the... point, Joe Sy said, I, I'm, I've been paying billions of dollars. Yeah. 
and I'm a businessman. Right. Do, do any of these seem like a smart business decision to you? Because you're talking not, about a trade package that would be somewhere between 1.5 and 2x the trade packages for a Mitchell or a Gobert. And, and the, the flip side of that, too, to me, is showing these options where where would be the other place to go that would give you a better opportunity yeah. to contend for a title and so i think all those factors come into play um i have the utmost respect for joe Sai and clara side they they care about the team they are passionate about the team um and it's it's not just brooklyn it's new york liberty it's bsc yeah. there's a lot that goes along with it and i think they are invested in it in a way that's not just about the dollars it's about wanting to give the fans the best it's about wanting to see them win it's about competing for a championship and so i think that was probably the perspective and whatever the conversation, dialogue, discussion. Additionally, right. with uh, Sean Marks and Steve Nash components, I think I think that's all a part of you know things you work through. Relationships are tough. Well, are are you married? Are you married? Oh no! no. I'm a, but I I will say, in See, other Dave is the closest other, thing to a marriage I have. In other relationships, um, you know, there, there's ups and downs and ebbs and flows, and you, you just you figure it all out. Yeah, that's true. And, and I'm sure someone in your position who's covering this team on a daily basis loves it. That you have star power, players with these crazy personalities and incredible games when they're on the court. And I mean, it's it's the best of both worlds. You've got great basketball to talk about, and there's drama. So there's uh, never a dull moment see, if you're covering I'm the Brooklyn Nets. I'm kind of a drama-less person. Agreed with I, you. I, I I'm prefer, with you. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'll, I'll I take boring. it. I, I will take it. The trade-off for me is for watching, yeah. watching and calling uh, these individuals yeah. and the, the skill level, the talent level, all of those things. Like, yeah. It was such a joy, and it has been. So the fact that that can continue, uh, I'm really, really grateful. Yeah, and playoff basketball is definitely in the future again for the Nets, you know, you having this kind of team. Dave, don't jinx me. Well, he won't hey. let me knock on Nick's table. Uh, I got to knock on this These one. wooden side tables yeah. and knocking them that for is the specifically Bulls. reserved for Lonzo Ball's knee this summer, Sarah. That's the only thing you're allowed I'm, to I'm knock on you. these okay, tables for. I got you over here. I got you over here. I got you over here. I want to ask you about um, the guys, you new guys you guys have brought in. TJ Warren and Royce O'Neal. Yeah. The two guys oh, that kind of stood to out to me. Royce, yeah. um, and Royce in particular definitely yeah. stood out to me because, of course, when they made that trade, the famous Brian Windhorse, why is that trade thing <laughs> happen? But uh, Royce O'Neal was a really excellent guy, really excellent basketball player. And TJ Warren is just a guy who I think has to stay healthy, you know, because you mentioned health earlier. He's definitely in that category of a guy that's got to stay healthy. Who, who are you looking forward to more? Uh, watching their game kind of evolve and grow with the team. Can, do we have time for a quick funny story? Of sure. course. So oh, when yes. when the initial Royce O'Neal trade happened, uh -huh. and then obviously subsequently the Kevin Durade uh, trade request came out, I was in Spain at the time. That's a flex. And, flex. And mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I say that to say that my Wi-Fi and my service and everything happening in my phone was very poor. Okay. And maybe I shouldn't have even been gone at that time of the NBA year. Uh, but the only thing that came through for a while was the Royce O'Neal trade. Okay. And I'm like, hey, this is killer. Like, this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Defensive presence, knocked on some three. I was really excited. And then I started getting different text messages come through um, that we're, we're all talking about the Kevin Durade trade. Yeah demand um that were not but it did not specifically say that and i was very confused for a very long time i'm like man why is everyone very upset about it? i think royce is great um but i say that to say and there he is that yes. yeah I, oh. well done well done Joe. uh i'm so i'm so excited the the royce o'neill component uh we talked about 
defense yeah. as well. Like that's what he can bring to the table. Sure. Um, three point shooting, things like that. Good character guy. So excited about just how he may fit in and give you different optionality. Uh, and TJ Warren, yeah, I mean we saw him light it up in the bubble. Like he yeah. w- he was extraordinary then. He was. And and that's a different that's a different context of what you're watching and how he may fit in or what you'll get from him or the health part about him staying healthy. But he's someone that I, I think it adds to the, the, when I say question marks, question marks, of he, he could, he's someone who can give you something That's and um, give you some scoring punch, come in, you know, play, play a position and come in to relieve some of the areas. Cause I think we saw last year in particular during the playoffs yeah. of how much in a, a lot of it too was predicated on some injuries for the Nets, but yeah. how much um, responsibility in terms of scoring was placed on Kevin, on Kyrie. And so I think just his ability to hopefully be that person, come in, um, play a role in that way. But but health health is a factor. Health's a factor for everyone. Yeah. Um, but I think for him as well, you look at what he'll come back and look like. You will look at what Ben may come back and look like. Yeah. Joe Harris, even yeah. Seth had surgery so there's there's a handful of players um and and some surgeries more major than others but i think those those always come into play yeah shout out to optionality the word you just threw out there that's Mm. pretty dang awesome is that a real word it will be now we've been spending coming up with certain (laughs) favorite words of the day i'm taking it nope i'm taking it here's the question sorry uh do you ever on your broadcasts use the word point guardsmanship sarah no because it is big dave's like word of the summer <laughs> all you know those word of the day calendars if dave had one every day this summer it would just point say point guardsmanship, guardsmanship again i've been saying it for years i feel bad <laughs> asking you this because i feel like mm-hmm. it should say it in the way it's described what mm-hmm. what what does it mean his skill it has more so to do with the skill of the point guard and what he can do mentally on the floor you know what i'm saying that's the point guardsmanship of a right. player to me but i feel like, like lonzo ball's point guardsmanship and what he brings to him, you know, when he can take the ball away from Zach Levine and turn him to that catch-and-shoot guy and, you know, make the game easier for everybody out there, like removing thinking, that's the point guardsmanship. Uh, but I also like feel like you have made – It's point guards because he plays the point guard, you know what I'm saying, position. Like Rondo. Rondo's point guardsmanship was off the But chain. you've added at least two or three additional definitions that have nothing yeah. to do with basketball. It's fluid. Yeah, it's you know, fluid. The, the, I'm the, like the spelling being use it in a sentence I'm thing. You have used it in a sentence. The Big Dave Dictionary. I'm going to oh. let you hold on to that one for a while. I appreciate it, Sarah. I appreciate <laughs> and, it. And I'll uh, – I'm going to keep building on I'll it. I'll circle back. Build on, oh, uh, oh. Maybe you should not build on it and you should retract from it. mm I'm about Maybe building. We I'm about make a little forward. bit more consistent. Dave and I are, are watching a nationally televised Nets game at some point this upcoming season, and we <laughs> hear you use that. We go here. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Well, we still want to get Sarah's thoughts about what the Bulls did this offseason because Quinky Dink, two guys who were wearing Brooklyn Nets jerseys hey, last year, yeah. were some of the Bulls' low-key offseason addition. Uh, so yes. we'll talk about that coming up next. But first, a quick break to tell you all that today's episode is brought to you by PointsBet. Mm. PointsBet Sportsbook is counting down the days until the football season Almost. with a new offer every day until the season kicks off from now until September 8th. That's in one week from today. Just one. We're one week from NFL football, you guys. Almost there. PointsBet Power Hour will <laughs> unlock a new daily offer from noon to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Sign up for PointsBet now using that promo code CHGO to also get those two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Mm-hmm. That's so much risk-free betting. 
Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not all. If you make that $51 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet, you'll get get a free membership to CHGO, which unlocks all of our incredible web content at allchgo.com by all of our wonderful credentialed reporters here, including our guy, Will the Goat Gottlieb, who's got a great piece analyzing 538's Bulls thoughts from earlier this week, and And. a CHGO shirt of your choice from Mm -hmm. that merch locker. Download the PointsBet app today and use promo code CHGO to take advantage of this limited time offer. Because as we all know, Big Dave, once the game starts, the people don't just bet. What do they do? Live your bet life. Mm. Next one of those out. is coming to you, Sarah. You got to be ready for That's it. Smoothed out. That's smoothed <laughs> out right there. Are you, are, you a, are you a sports gambling person? I'm not. No? No. Yeah, right on, Sarah. I was also going to say Big Dave makes me feel like I'm at church. When the preacher's going, you're like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the call and response well. is strong. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, like, no, yes. I'm not. I don't gamble at all. That's not even my <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, was I supposed to no, say that? You no, said the no, right thing. It's, it's just this person There's over a, here. It's, oh. always, right it's always good to have a balance of people in the world who bet I'm on sports and those who don't bet on sports. I didn't know if I messed up Oh, no, 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 not at all. You're quite all right. Oh, no. I gamble enough for the whole thing. I was just about to say that, yes. That is parlay peck over there. You're good. I'm taking Cody's advice. I'm taking the Boilermakers to win and ride against Penn State tonight. Three and a half. Boiler up. I don't know what any of that means, but shout out. College football is already here. Yeah. Football has arrived. It is. It's here, Whew. man. And I can't wait. How's, to how's that uh, Blue Demons football team looking? See, this is why <sighs> That's just I cold could, blooded. It, I this is the women's basketball team, the men's basketball team, mm-hmm. the softball. I, I, now I'm starting to pick out sports. Yes. But sometimes it's when you play another sport. It's not the worst thing if there's no football team. And I'm a I'm a Northwestern Wildcat. Go Cats! Yes, she is. Blue yes. purple. Hell yeah! So it allows me to to balance both. Uh-huh. Got, have to pick a side. Got themselves a nice yeah, impressive QB. win over the uh, Huskers, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huskers, yes. Across the pond, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so transitioning from Nets talk to Bulls talk, Andre Drummond, yeah, Goran Dragic, <laughs> had brief appearances, stints, whatever you want to call them, with the Brooklyn Nets last uh, season. Each of them made appearances in all four of their uh, playoff games against Boston in that first round series. Vets who I think Bulls fans have been kind of underwhelmed by as far as free agency summer. Maybe people expecting a bigger splash, and this is essentially just veteran depth. People have been calling Goran Dragic an insurance signing in case Lonzo's not fully ready to go. Mm. Uh, Drummond, a slight upgrade over Tony Bradley slash Tristan Thompson. What did you see from those two vets, and you know, pick whoever you want to start with first, uh, in their tenure with the Nets last year, and, and what do you think they can offer the Bulls this season? I, I'm excited about them for Chicago and how they'll fit with this group. I'll start with Andre Drummond. Sure. Um, one, I think he's only 28 years old. I think he's yeah. been in the league for so long. We always think he's 35. We always. Think always. <laughs> yes. And um, he was spry. He can rim run. He gets up and down the floor. If you're looking to push, he – eats the glass. I mean, his ability to rebound, and that's offensively and defensively, was something that when he was in the game, um, it's, it's, it changes the complexion of how you play and what you can do. And I also think his passing ability is some. So often they'd, they'd have him on the elbow, True. allow him to initiate some offense because of, his, um, because of his vision, because of his touch. And I think just to his touch around the basket, around the rim. And so for those reasons, I, I think – the idea of what he can do um, 
offensively in with the group and with the players you have. Of course, you hope Lonzo is healthy, but you think about a fast-paced game. You think about guys running, what he could do with Zach Levine, uh, working a pick and roll. All of those those aspects, I think he's going to be a very important add. And to your point, being a veteran and a vet- veteran presence and for a group – continuing to try and make strides and make jumps I think he's an exciting player and he did really well I mean he commanded more money and and made the change of um, you know being a free agent and coming to Chicago but I think for Brooklyn he was a very impactful player throughout the course of the year and Goran Dragic I've always been a huge fan of Dragic and that's obviously you saw what he did in Miami but dating back to when he played in Phoenix uh, because he's so heady he's so savvy and so when he came, he had not played um, much with Toronto, obviously. Right. And so I think a large part of, to him coming back was getting back into shape, getting some of that rust off. And so I think the the idea of him having the offseason, having a preseason, getting right into it, um, is, is he more of a veteran in terms of years, how many minutes he's going to play, you know, the impact he's going to make. But he, he showed an ability uh, to just be a true, true point guard. And I also think that was something that – you know, the Nets were missing a guy that that's exactly what he did, organize the offense, run the offense. He can score when needed. Um, and, and just to have around, I mean, there's so many young players for Chicago or a handful even, you know, the idea of practices, watching the way a guy works, just picking his brain. He was so smart in how he saw things and saw the game. Um, that you say that insurance policy mm-hmm. for Lonzo, that it probably is the case. But yeah. to have someone like him who's experienced so much throughout the course of the league – I would be excited. I mean, I was excited to, to have him, and, and it varied night to night, but that's where I think there'll be more of a consistency of maybe him knowing his role, knowing the minutes he's going to play, um, being in that type of shape that he wants to be. He's a gamer. Mm-hmm. He's a gamer. I mean, he's got moxie to his game yeah. and to how he views things and what he wants to do. And so um, I'll be, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think they're two great pickups, and I think they're you. You can never have enough guys in a locker room that are just good guys to have mm. around that want to win, that buy into the team concept, uh, that understand what it takes mm-hmm. in that component. And, and to me, in particular, Goran uh, is just he's heads above a lot of players um, that I've just watched of just understanding. How do I get the best out of other players? Right. Guys resonating with him, guys picking and, and feeding off of what he's doing, how he's playing, how he's viewing the game. And so I think they'll be really helpful. Well, I mean, if, if he can make Jimmy Butler fawn over him and how wonderful of a person he is, he must be great and very well liked and <laughs> likable because Jimmy doesn't get along with anybody. This is fair. This is fair. What surprised you most about Andre Drummond? Because I was never a big Andre Drummond fan because when I think of him, I always think of Detroit. And I remember him in Detroit, just a lot of flopping, a lot of stuff off the court going on with him. But, of course, he was always a great rebounder. And I I had an issue with his game mentally and how he approached it. And it seems like when he got to the Nets, that all kind of changed. Like, I saw a whole change in how he approached the game and how he did certain things on the floor. You know, they weren't, for lack of a better word, they weren't boneheaded things that he was doing on the floor. What what surprised you the most about him when, when he got there to the Nets? I think he was just so locked in. Mm. And I wouldn't say this surprised me because this is something that I had seen and talked to coaches with the Pistons and and saw the development of his game. But I think people so often overlook how he can pass. Mm. Uh, and that that's an area that we, we talk so much about floor spacing. Um, and obviously he is not a floor spacer in the concept of shooting three-point shots not so much vertically but 
his ability to space it by how he can pass and where you can put him on the floor. It, and also, just I said it, the rim running component, he's light on his feet. He's, he's a, a big, big dude. Yeah. And, and I knew that when he came, but when he was standing, I'll never forget Dayron Sharp, one of the rookies for Brooklyn, who's five and, and who is, you know, a solid size. I saw them standing next to each other and Andre made Dayron look like he was a little boy. And I'm like, Like that oh, commercial just, with uh, Trey Young and Boban and like reaching yeah, things in the but aisles. It, yeah, it was, and it was just the re, and then on a nightly basis watching just how he beasted, yeah. beasted player, multiple guys. And that's mm-hmm. what the rebounding component and so much of it is to his, his, his timing, his understanding of angles, but to me, his, how light, when you watch how light he is on his feet and that was up and down. That to me was agility. That was just how he moved. Uh, part of that was a pick and roll play. But I, I think, you know, in, in that idea of teams um, wanting to run, wanting to get out, wanting to push the pace, I don't think you would often d- link that with, oh, okay, you got. But to me, when he, when he was in his best condition mm-hmm. and when he was locked in like that, mm-hmm. that, that's exactly what he, and he, quick leak outs, things like that, that I think add another element when, okay, maybe you don't have a a stretch five or you don't have someone that's able to knock down three-point shots, but he can do other things that in some ways, depending on matchups and depending on the lineups you want to play with, um, that that can combat that. Uh, The big thing that was on the Bulls' to-do list in the offseason was convince Zach Levine to sign a new contract and stay. Mm -hmm. They did achieve that. Leading up to free agent free agency opening, Dave and I talked to our fellow Bulls fans a lot uh, about what that meant. I think there were some Bulls fans who thought that Zach Levine was a good player, but not the great, aka being worthy of a contract that big kind of player. Dave and I, uh, and our and our the third member of our crew, will we're all of like mind that Zach Levine is still ascending to his prime yes he improved in each of his back-to-back all-star seasons his stats were on track to be even better this past season compared to his first all-star season if it weren't for the fact that he decided to play through that nagging knee injury what are your thoughts on zach levine staying on that large contract um and and what kind of tier do you see him being in do you think he is good enough to be alongside complimentary pieces the guy for the Chicago Bulls. I love Zach Levine. Mm. And I know we, that's the right answer. I <laughs> love Zach Levine. And you had mentioned at the top of the show that the last time we saw each other in person was All-Star Weekend yes. pandemic. I was there mm-hmm. uh, doing a variety of, of work. And one of it was for Sirius XM and Bay Radio. And we sat down, uh, Zach, and he was talking, talking about a handful of things. And what stood out to me most about that, um, and I had never had a long, long conversation with Zach, his mentality and his approach, his confidence and the hunger that he showed and the type of player that he knew he was, but the type of player he wanted to be. And we've seen, you said it, we have seen him continue to ascend into what do I need to work on and how, what do I need to improve for next year? And I think when you talk about the guy on teams, a lot of those guys Every year they come back with something else. Every mm-hmm. year the uptick of what stats look like and it translating into winning. Yes. And you guys knew it better than that. I mean, injuries, everything that, that the team dealt with, but the group itself and how they looked and how mm-hmm. they looked when they were whole, how they were able to win, 
to me, seeing that and saying you're doing this, you're putting up these numbers, and you are a winning player and a manner of which it, it felt like it was a natural progression. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited about him. I think he's someone that you want as a foundational piece. You want as your guy. And he could do so many things. I mean, he, freakishly athletic, obviously, we, we saw mm-hmm. in early on in his career. But then you watch like you watch how he handles the ball, creates shots, what he does in pick and roll, how he can get to that. Like, game, get into the free throw line more. But that, that's the stuff that, to me, it's like, oh, Okay. Yeah. Pick your po- what are you going to stop? What are you going to try and do? And um, so it's not, it's the component of scoring at all three levels, but doing so in a consistent way. And it felt like, and I'm not going to say I watched every single game, but it felt like you knew what you were going to get from him. Mm. And you knew, and even playing alongside DeMar and just the give and take of that and how he was able to, um, you know, free flow in a way that it, it felt like what he was doing was always about how can I best produce to win? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that makes me, I mean, I will always, Chicago will, will always be a team yeah. that has my heart. Um, so I always want to see them succeed. And that, watching him and watching him grow and be at that point, and now knowing that this is a place that he's going to be for a while, mm-hmm. it makes me really excited. Yeah, and I, and I really like watching him now in this offseason because it feels like he's working on – timing you know what I mean like when to go as hard and you know because before it was a grind 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 I gotta do this gotta do this gotta do this and now he's trying to put some ease in his game knowing when to do it and that I think that's the DeMar DeRozan factor right there you know basically becoming a pro you know what I mean and those are the things where and it's small um, but even when we were talking about Goran um, and just what he brings you never know what players are going to be able to impart something on an individual or another player that's going to help grow their game. And so to the DeMar point, like there are things that no matter how much work someone puts in or the skill set or the talent that they have, sometimes it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't approach this aspect right. of my game in this way, right. and I didn't realize how this could help really flourish this area uh, mm-hmm. of my game or of my skills and so I do think that that that's really important and so when some of those changes are made or when sometimes fans are looking for a blockbuster name yeah. or a big time deal oh, yeah. um, that, uh, you always want that but I also think you can't overlook what it may do for some other players and, and how it may help elevate just the group as a whole. Yeah. Uh, okay, before we move on to some more uh, fun stuff in our final segment. Wait, this has been the most fun yeah. I've had. Oh, we're just I do got one more basketball so. question. Oh, you got, got another one? one more basketball okay. question for you. Well, mine is simple. We all in Bulls Nation were watching DeMar DeRozan last, uh, last season mm. come in and show every doubter just how dumb they were. You know, worst off signing, uh, offseason signing. He's over the hill. He's washed. He can't do this. He can't do that. Watching with just jaws on the floor master at work in the mid-range yeah one midi word master midi master that's what i call him damar the midi master i mean I one word to describe how you felt when you got a chance to watch damar at work last season yeah man i loved it because i loved watching him i don't know why i felt i mean i mean toronto eastern conference team saw him a bunch uh some in the playoffs uh with brooklyn and i think not seeing him quite as much or depend in San Antonio. Um, I've admired his game always. Mm-hmm. I think anyone that has a patience and has an ability. I remember towards the end of, um, towards the end of his career with uh, Toronto, 
that's when Nick Nurse, uh, he was still an assistant at the time, but changed the dynamic of how they how they were playing, how Toronto was playing, and a, a huge aspect of that was shooting more three-point shots. And so DeMar that season, um, and you may have to look at stats, so no one get upset if I'm uh, – but he, he was taking way more – I mean, and that was part of the plan. That was part of the strategy for the offense of him taking more three-point three shots. And I think in general – his game is in the mid-range, and I know everyone is so big on analytics, understandably so, and it makes sense. However, we've seen – I mean, I'm watching Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving all the Sometimes it's about what are you best at, where are you most skilled at, mm-hmm. and how can you be most effective. Right. And you watch how DeMar has poured into his game a poise, never getting sped up, just the fundamentally sound nature that he – it's beautiful. It's, mm-hmm. I've always felt it's beautiful to watch him play. So seeing him do it with Chicago, do you know better than I the amount of clutch shots? The game went I mean, taking the, over – The New Year's Eve and New Year's Day back-to-back oh, buzzer beaters. Insane, years. insane. Yeah, insane. But that type of stuff is, is special, and especially thinking about where he had been through, the journey he'd been through in his career, being at a place uh, in Toronto where he probably thought he was going to be – for for most of his career and the changes that go along with it um you know maybe some of the the uh less than hopeful optimism of what he would do with the bulls to see him just come through and be excellent and show that excellence on a nightly basis i loved it but his game and that's where i just think you know sometimes when players understand their strengths understand how to play to their strengths and grow with that as they mature and they get more um experience it was it was fun to watch and i think you know for as much as this has been a pace and space, three-point mm-hmm. game, all the things that, that you understand do make sense. Uh, when you are that superb at something, sometimes you just got to stick with it. For yeah. the record, you were correct. His last year in Toronto when Nurse shifted things around, three-point attempps for DeMar doubled from 1.7 yeah. to 3.6. Yeah. yeah. What did yeah. he shoot? Sarah knows her stuff. Uh, right. I, I he shot 31% yeah. on those 3.6 attempts per game that season, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was – you know, one of the better marks of his career. And then this season, this past season with the Bulls, just under two attempts per game at 35%. But that's – and exactly, you're taking the – yeah, so you, you do what works for you. Yeah. And what works for the offense, which obviously it did. Yeah. Well, I You got to see both versions of the Bulls last year. Uh, I remember the game earlier in the year in Brooklyn Ooh. when the Bulls beat uh, the Lonzo the Dagger. The Lonzo Dagger. Oh, I love that game. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That Lonzo Dagger. That's right. And then you got to see – the later version of them when you all completely just ran the Bulls off the floor <laughs> oh, God. when they were here in United. The Nets Center. needed that one. Yes, you did. I, you can see it on their face <laughs> and how they the were Nets acting. They, they needed that. Uh, I'm mad we had to be the one to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm curious about what you feel about Lonzo Ball's impact um, in seeing him on the floor with that team at that time and not being on the floor. What, what do you think his big impact is uh, for the Chicago Bulls? He, to me, it's his understanding of how to play the game and his smarts and how quickly he makes decisions, whether it's getting the ball up the floor, whether it's he, – he's got an instinctual nature to his game that I think doesn't always show up in a stat sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, and very often it does, but just how an offense functions and how he's able to orchestrate that. And so that's where – just watching that, and I know there's a lot of focus on a shot and a shooting and um, everything that goes along with that, which is which is very important in the game today. Like that's that's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. whether you're a point guard, whether you're a shoot, it doesn't matter what position. You can be a five, and that's yeah. still something that you know is a focus. But I just think 
anytime you have someone that makes such quick decisions and is so that feeds into how other guys play. Um, and that's that's where I think he just and obviously the defensive end and, and what oh, yeah. he does what he does there and that um, that can't be overlooked. But I think when guys are moving the ball, it's popping. You're making quick decisions. Everyone's getting a touch, understanding mm-hmm. who needs a touch. The the idea of the ball having energy that's yes. a real thing to me. Yes. And that is something that anytime he's on the floor, you feel. I'm watching that and I feel that. And you imagine that other players feel that. And I think that just allows things to function at such a high level and makes it more smooth and I think that's so mm-hmm. important especially to have someone um, like him but health is king yeah. his point guardsmanship is what she's saying oh. hey, there it is oh. that's what she's saying comes back around God, I wish I would remember that <laughs> that's what it is sorry I'm so here sir for just a keep that well, one. now I know now I know now I know what the meaning is just have it in your back pocket bust it out whenever you want his point guardsmanship uh, is <laughs> But uh, before we get Everything to Sarah's okay. thoughts on her boxing said. career, uh, Big Dave, you oh. need to tell the people about Athletic oh. Greens. Oh, yes. Uh. Sarah will love some <laughs> Athletic Greens, and you will love some I Athletic would. Greens because you need some. Those 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, wow. the probiotics, and, of course, oh, my God, Sarah Kustox, the adaptogen, adaptogen. Oh. Got to have them to start your day right. That special blend of ingredients that support your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, your focus, your aging, yeah. all those awesome things. And less than $3 a so. day. Less than $3 a day. Cheaper than getting all that different supplement stuff yourself. Oh, mm-hmm. You're investing in that all-in-one yeah. nutritional <laughs> insurance, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, <laughs> less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything. And it does all this while still tasting amazing. Oh, you need it in your life. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D and five, five of them free travel packs, y'all, with their first purchase. Five of them things. Five of them things. Five. Thank you very much. See? Ooh, they be listening. <laughs> they be listening at the same time. This is my influence that you're seeing, Sarah. This is my influence here. It's beautiful. You can give it all that. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. That's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. And take ownership over your health and pick up that ultimate daily nutritional insurance because it's Athletic Greens. You scoop it. You dump it. You shake it. You drink it. And what you do, Joey? Feel it. Mm. Mm. I made that up, sir. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought this, that was the last wait, look at this new Photoshop of Goli. You better, tra- you better trademark that. <laughs> why is his wine glass filled with athletic greens so large, jo- Joey? <laughs> he just he can't get enough. He can't get enough, can't man. Get enough. He's, He's chugging it. He's chugging it by the gallon. Will is that gonna is love that. Please. So much. Yeah, I can't wait for him to see that. He's gonna oh. love yeah. that. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Galib swears by it, took a crate of it down to Brazil with him <laughs> yes, this summer. Yes, uh, Big Dave, I was whispering to Sarah, Will Purdue also, yeah. like, sat Loves down, it. heard you yes. start doing an Athletic Greens read, and was like, where's mine? Because <laughs> apparently he swears he by it, has been using it, it for years. Water. That's it? Oh. There should be some over there. We're going to get you some. We're going to hook you up. Don't even worry about it. Will's going to be mad if I got some and he didn't. <laughs> you know, yeah, Will got to tell him. him. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh. Guess what I got. <laughs> Speaking of our old friends at Comcast Sportsnet slash NBC Sports <laughs> Chicago, you uh, were hanging out with our pal Kendall Gill not hey. too long ago. I was. Joey, do we have the footage uh, that Kendall tweeted? Because I we need to show the people. While you're digging up that video, here it is. 
How how often do you and KG get the chance to spar like this? Um, pretty much every time I'm in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah. I love how he yeah. helps you put he your hood up. <laughs> and then we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so KG and I have a long history of sparring, of working out, of him making me try and pass out. Uh, you did his 60 little 6040 60 during the pandemic. I'm doing it tomorrow morning. Oh, you, my Lord. He told me I have to show up at 5 a.m. Again? Oh, yeah. Why are you doing that again? Uh, you know what? Kendall Gill is food for the soul. He is. And yeah. he is great for... We used to have a show. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. I Sportsnet. Oh, Mind, yeah. Body, yep. and Soul. Yep. Yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah. We're just trying to continue that. But he uh, he's the best of the best. He but is, he's man. also... He's in such insanely good shape. Oh, my God. reminds me that I think... Yeah, that you know, my little jogging and Pilates is I mean, gonna keep me in shape. And the man, show up at his house. you would not believe it if someone told you that that man is in his fifties. He yeah. is oh. in his fifties. He had me running. He had me running around the block, and it was raining. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was the real deal. He no. he tried to rope us into no, joining sixty forty during the pandemic. Yes. And I was like, y'all gotta come work out, buddy. But hell no. I told Kendall, <laughs> I have to get in shape just to work out with you. <laughs> no, bro, and then not you're going to show up and realize that <laughs> oh, I'm not in shape. Oh, <laughs> like, what am I doing? It happens every life? time. So He's amazing. Seeing you spar with KG made me think of this question. You know, I'm sure that you know, we talked about it with Kendall when he came by earlier this summer, that he's been going after this, this Logan Paul, Jake Paul, whoever, one of those guys, <laughs> trying to get him in the ring, right? And he keeps ducking Kendall and keeps ducking Kendall. Is there someone back from your days of working in Chicago sports media that you would like to get in the ring with? Oh, 100%. Oh, and name that person. Luke Stuckmeyer. Oh, Stucky! Stucky, I'm calling you out. He was Stucky. in this very room like an hour ago, I'm right gonna before be you got here. I'm going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> Stucky, Stucky's definitely using the Timmy trumpets as his walk-up song. Oh, yeah. yeah he was doing I'm that today I'm going to be in so much trouble that I didn't let him know. Um, mm. But I mean, yeah. you missed each other by maybe 120 seconds. So I, I say it seriously, mm. um, but also with Luke Stuckmeyer was integral along with so many people at Comcast Sport and Sportsnet. In my because you know Stuck, like yeah. he's very direct. Yeah, he doesn't cut corners when he has something to say. Oh. and so he would walk over my desk. And say, I, I was looking through your scripts uh, for your on cam for that, and there's a lot of words. There's just mm. a lot of words. He said, you need to fix that. <laughs> you need to make it more concise. But he, he, was, he was always, he's a dear friend. I love mm. him to death. Um, but he was someone whose constructive criticism genuinely made me better. And so I appreciate him, and I love them, him for that. And yeah. I wouldn't be where I'm at uh, in my career without him. However, I would love to try. <laughs> Thank mm. you for teaching me so many useful <laughs> career no. tips and tricks. No. Let's go at it. No. There's another I want to ask you about real quick. Um, Mike Grady, uh, oh, who is now the play-by-play. We <laughs> we've, we've got a few minutes yeah, left. Now doing the play-by-play uh, for Minnesota, uh, but formerly obviously was with the Nets. Can you speak on him a little bit and just basically how good he is? Because he is really excellent, you know what I mean? I will keep this concise sure. and brief. He, he's like a brother to me, mm. uh, one of my best friends. I'm going to miss him dearly. I could not be more proud because he's, one, one of the best human beings on the planet, and I'm not saying that um, with elaboration. He is such a good person, great teammate. He is so talented. He is so talented. He's got the voice. Yeah, like you, you hear it. He's got the voice, but he's got the 
the knowledge behind it. He has been a passionate, passionate sports fan, but basketball NBA fan since he was a kid. Uh, grew up in Indianapolis, and he knows so much about the game. He loves the game, but he can, I mean, he sideline report. He can host the play-by-play. He can do everything, and he is as poised and composed and cool as can be in every moment. Uh, resonates so well, well with players, but I just how he sees the game, how he understands the game, and how he loves the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota fans are, are in for a treat because yeah. he's he's a good one. You, you are one of those people who works in sports media that, that has like a million. You have an awesome job just broadcasting Brooklyn Nets games, but then you also have a million side hustles. Uh, it, it reminds me of our guy Adam Amin, who was just in studio yeah. with us a couple oh. weeks ago. You know, it's like he's Double doing baseball, a. he's doing football. Yeah, he's all over. Uh, but you like so you also do that. You know, you got the serious thing, Fox Sports. Can you tell us a little bit about and you know plug away this uh, the show we need to talk through CBS Sports? Oh, thank you. Because I'm I'm intrigued and I want to know more. Yeah, so uh, we just had the eight year anniversary. Mm-hmm. We need to talk CBS Sports. It is a all female hosted show, and we talk run the gamut on all sports and in more of the hotter topics happening in sports, and that's both on the field court, um, anywhere. Uh, but also socially and some of the social issues that go along with it. And it's, it's fun and amazing because we, we change the hosts and have a variety of us in and out pending on our schedules. So I get to be around, talk with, work with the likes of Lisa Leslie and Swin Cash and Tracy Wolfson and Kat Adams. Yeah. Um, there, I saw a picture of you Summer and Lisa Sander. Leslie on your Instagram. Yeah, and like, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is such, and there's a lot more and I forget, but it's, you know, not long ago we had Cheryl Swoops on that came in as a guest host and it, it just, um, it's, individuals that are have accomplished so much throughout the course of their careers and whether it's sports careers um, mostly media careers a lot of us have been first in some area in some form but to be able to also interview interesting people in the sports landscape Mm -hmm. and get their take get their perspective and again talk about things that aren't just happening uh on the playing field court area, but also off of it and some important topics that we can get into. And I think that that's the, spe- that's the, the difference to um, in that platform and in that area. Yeah. Cool. Sure, we need to talk. Check it out, Bulls Absolutely. Nation. Now, I have to ask you this because I, I said this to you uh, previously about what I wanted to do with you when you got here. And that's the segment I told Matt about called Pass It, Pass it On. I wanted you to Ooh, like have this. a question mm-hmm. yeah. for our next guest. You don't know who the next guest is going to be. I don't. I can tell you it's an awesome one. It's an awesome guest. Oh, wait, guest. so you do know the guest. I just, I'm telling you now, I just found, found out. It's, I know who it is. Oh, I we actually wait. do know who our next wait, guest then is. Then should I, I tailor you? you? I can't tell, tell you. I can't tell you. I felt like I would be able to tailor the question better. That's why yeah. I asked. No, no, no. I just want you to keep it just give for the next like guest. a general context? Mm-mm. Well, no? I had a question. She's got a question. She's, okay. she's prepared. Okay. She's cool. prepared. She's, cool. Cool. <laughs> she's prepared, baby. Well, I don't know if this is what you were looking for. All right. But give it to me. The question you have. But so obviously through my jobs, as you mentioned, and in mm-hmm. particular the NBA season, travel to a ton of different cities. Uh, and I'm coming here to Chicago and I realize there's so many new places popping up. I feel this way about living in New York. I want to know wherever they live, give me your favorite spot to have dinner, your favorite spot to have lunch, your favorite spot to have breakfast and your favorite spot to, to hang out, kick it. I love it. Whatever. Is it. Can I ask four questions? Yeah. I yeah. feel like yes, that's all. It's one question with but four I want, subcategories. But I, I want to know like your home or where you live 
tell me where to go. Mm. Tell me where to get the the best eats and the best vibe. Like I'm actually this. fascinated like to know this. our new our next guest's yes. answers. I am very I feel fascinated like to know this now. It probably wouldn't be any of the answers that I would expect. <laughs> typical. Um, okay, last one. Are you gonna, you're going to relay this back to me, right? Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, yeah. We'll let you know. I got you. Because got I'm you. pretty sure you have at least some quasi-relationship with this person. Yes, oh. yes, yes. Uh, you certainly know who they are. Yes. Um, okay, you know. before we get out of here. Type. I got you. We just saw the sky take out the New York Liberty in oh, three games. I don't know. I, the sky have moved on. Big bounce back win in game two uh, against Connecticut last night. You are kind of a New Yorker now. I know. I've, I, I also. <laughs> Who were you rooting for in that first round I series? Can't, I, can't, I can't say this because I. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I'm you, just, you, are, you do realize. I'm trying to get uh, you in trouble. The ownership of the Brooklyn Nets is also the ownership of New York Liberty, Joe mm-hmm. and Clara Sai, mm-hmm. who I love mm-hmm. dearly. Yes. I frequent a lot of New York uh, Liberty games. Awesome. But. They're, yeah, they're, their president and CEO is mm-hmm. Kia Clark, who I love, who's a dear friend. Yep. Dear, dear friend. And there you go. But, <laughs> yeah, there's the butt I was waiting for. I mean, Chicago ties run deep, and it's not just that they run deep. Of course, you look at Candace Parker, yes. it being the sky, then playing at Wintrust, DePaul. Yes. But DePaul, DePaul. Mm-hmm. Allie Quigley. Hey. I don't know if you've heard the story because I tell it all the time. Because I elaborate a little bit. All right. I was her uh, host on her recruiting trip at DePaul. Oh, wow. Uh, so we joke she plays along that I was the reason that she came to DePaul. <laughs> and I tell Coach Bruno this every time I see him. Uh, he didn't laugh as much as you're laughing. <laughs> or he does laugh like you're crazy. But she is someone who, watching her through DePaul, it's when I was coaching at DePaul, so coached her, was assistant there for a year. Watching her progression, not just through college, but the journey to even make it in the WNBA, playing overseas, now to be where she's at, now to be the most elite, best three-point shooter uh, in the league and that I have seen uh, to go along with all the other things. She's someone who I'm so, so proud of. So it's almost like when you know you have a child right maybe a sister a family member (laughs) on a team even if you're from some place yeah so you were rooting for this guy yes i didn't it's okay sarah's employers (laughs) over there in new york between the lines depaul look at depaul right there Uh, (laughs) i was are you sure you hosted her for her visit as opposed to the other way around, I feel like you're too young to hey, have been her Hey, you're my guy. Hey. This is why I came in the studio. What you going to get? Nothing <laughs> but love. you at least one more Sarah. compliment on your way out the door. <laughs> oh. yeah. uh, Bulls fans, I hope you enjoyed uh, our visit with Sarah Kustak. Follow her on Twitter, at Sarah Kustak, all season long covering the Brooklyn Nets. Yes. Don't be a stranger. You know, I won't. Can I come here all the time? Yeah. And hang you out? Can. Yes. You can. Yes, we will make What do you think we're doing? Hanging out here all the time. <laughs> all the time. Athletic Greens? Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens on deck. We yep. got sodas and beers in the fridge. Yep. Ice cream People too, routinely bring various snacks. Water. Donuts. Some breakfast in there if you want it. And a DePaul t-shirt. Yeah. Yes. You got it all. Thank you, guys. And, and, you, and you you your, your, uh, yes. your old home, vibes. the Madhouse on Madison, just the stone just throw down the street. Kendall once made me push his his truck his car through the parking lots outside of united center so that's what i think of every time i think that man is a maniac push the car push the car that's rocky training oh my goodness uh we've got a bulls Bulls hq episode dropping for you guys in your podcast feeds tomorrow with our guy will and our guy mark k so make sure you're looking out for that in the meantime subscribe to chgo sports youtube channel if you aren't already Hit that thumbs up button underneath today's episode if you enjoyed it. It helps us out a lot. And as always,
always, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. Dave's at Bal, B-A-W-L Sports. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. And one more time, at Sarah Kustak. Give it up for Sarah oh, Kustak. Phoenix oh, oh, Studio. Oh, my goodness. So good to see you. All the way from the back. All the way from the Everybody back. Everybody get you some. Uh, Big Dave and Will are going to keep you guys entertained for most of next week. Uh, I'm about to peace out for a week. So, yeah, he's uh, gone. I'll talk to y'all <laughs> around the bed. He's for not Joey, even here. For Big Dave and Sarah, I'm Peck. We love you. We appreciate you, Bulls Nation. Hey, say See you, man. Right. Be good. <laughs>